Ladies and gentlemen, we are again locked and loaded. It's on like Voltron once again with a writer, producer, actor, James Tang. Hey, hey, hey. hey, welcome to the show, James. Hey, part of the reason and the, the, the lion's share of the reason why I invited you to the show was because of your new film. Batfished. Yeah. That cuz you wrote and you starred in it and I mean you didn't direct it but you had another you had another person direct it because you didn't yeah. feel like you had to do all <laughs> No, but do you think do you feel like you could have directed it? Probably not just because um I Who's the director? I'll just shout out to him before yeah, we, we start replacing him. Reed Collins, Reed Collins, and um, Camille Belsamo is the producer. Okay. Um, they're a bit of like a husband and wife team. Nice. It's really, really fun to work with. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I actually directed myself something in something like three and a half years ago. And that uh, was... Uh, and it was it was just too much. I was just like, this is crazy. Yeah, it's man. a little too much. Like, uh, because... I wanted to have you on the show first to tell the story behind Batfish because it, it, I just saw the short film. If you haven't seen it yet, you can go on YouTube. I'll have a link on the podcast uh, description for James's, and you can go click it and watch the, the the story that he wrote and starred in. Watch it, and then you you this this whole conversation will be in better context. But you can also do it and whatever you want to do. But I'm going to leave the link. Watch it. <laughs> but Batfish, so it was a like a uh, husband-wife team, yeah. and then they produced it and directed it. But how? Tell me the story of how your first writing, like what what yeah. what what was the idea? Where did the idea come from? Yeah, um, man, yeah, just from the conception of it, I guess. Because I'd say the idea itself is a bit of a Frankenstein of a few kind of like. Uh, seeds of ideas that I had in the past mm-hmm. and it all started pretty much like summer of 2018 last year okay and it was just it was just really quiet and kind of dead for me mm-hmm. um, as an actor audition wise so I was just like I need I need to do something creative I need to like you get create, the itches yeah I get the itches and it's also like I need to create work for myself mm-hmm. and I, I kind of have the ability I went to film school um, for college, and I was like, okay, because I've, I've written and directed shorts before, mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I need to, I should probably get back into that, and so yeah, it was kind of like, just like, what should I do? What should I write about? And it was like thinking about like just some old ideas I had, and kind of started cobbling them together. And as I had gotten kind of more of an understanding of myself as an actor, mm-hmm. um, I kind of realized, oh, like where I kind of fit in this story, and so I kind of threw together a first draft um, that I wanted to submit to the Breakthrough Reading Series. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a reading series that runs in L.A. every month um, to promote women in uh, diversity and entertainment. Mm-hmm. Right on. Uh, yeah, it's a live reading series. Really fun. Everyone should go to it. Um, and so they... Yeah, so I didn't get in the first month, but um, I, got, I got a few notes mm-hmm. from um, my friend that runs it. So I kind of took that back and applied it, um, just polished up the draft again, and then submitted for the next month and did get in. Um, had some friends and people I didn't know 
uh, read it, which because um, the reading you cast people on the spot. Oh wow! To kind of cold read, yeah, yeah, which is really cool. So I knew some people that were gonna go. Uh-huh. I just like made sure to like hey, make sure them. you're there. So that yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, so, like, you know, um, very cool. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then, but then no, but there were people I, I didn't know mm-hmm. who was casted as well. And yeah, no, it turned out great. Um, there were got a lot of great laughs in the audience. See, it's funny because you mentioned this like workshop, right? Where you brought your your first draft and your mm-hmm. and your subsequent drafts to work on, and then you have all these actors here to, to choose from to read it and hear it aloud. That that is so valuable, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. stuff that happens a lot in New York, in, in New York, in, in L.A. Mm-hmm. And it happens a lot within the Asian American community a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's part of why I brought this podcast together. That's why I bring you to this show because there's so many different examples of how we maintain and stay in this game. And like you said, you, yeah. you're a little bit slow as an actor and you're like, well, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Kids, you get the itches. You want to yeah. do something. You want to get creative. Yeah. And so you write a short. Yeah. And... I got to tell you, like I rewatched it before you came, mm-hmm. and your your dialogue is is really crisp and good, and you and no, and you created this because in a lot of your your goal in a short film is to create a world that hopefully your the people who watch this short film will want to see more of, yeah. right? Because yeah. nobody wants to write a, just a short film, and that's just a short film. I mean, right. some do, maybe you know, there 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 are, but a lot of it is a story that you want to tease out to. Mm-hmm build out that world and you've really this world that uh, there's a lot of questions that you leave open-ended that again it's i want to know the answers to them right <laughs> you know and it's and it, like i said go watch bad fish <laughs> but now i want to get into kind of the foundations mm-hmm. before bad fish before making the short films mm-hmm. before film school mm-hmm. like what what brought you, what, what started the role? What was your first step mm-hmm. towards this whole thing? Because I read that you went to international school yep. in, where, where, where were you born? I, I was born in the States. Okay. Um, but I grew up mostly in Thailand. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we moved over there. Uh, there was some back and forth, but pretty much permanently in the third grade. Okay. And then, yeah, I just um, finished, you know, went through school, finished um, high school in Bangkok, or just outside Bangkok, at an international wow. school. Yeah. Now, can you you can speak Thai? A little bit. Okay. Um, like, kind of enough to get around. It's a weird. It's like this weird kind of patchy like knowledge. Of it, 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 it'd probably be like me in Spanish because I grew up in a Puerto Rican neighborhood in Chicago. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like it's like enough to get like taxi Thai or like <laughs> sure. to get around and like eat a little bit of food. Sure. And, like, I, like I can speak restaurant Spanish is usually yeah. what I said. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 Um, and also, but yeah, I also speak Mandarin because my family is Chinese. Okay. Yeah. So you can speak three languages. Technically three. Yeah. Now in your writing, do you use all three languages? No, I haven't actually. Um, it's one of those things where I feel like maybe someday, but even like, even if I get an audition, you're like, I'll do it in Chinese. Uh Like I have to go and like translate it and then like, um, like ask my mom, like, is this is this right? Is this how people talk? Yeah, because you know you want to be able to be, yeah, you know, want to sound correct. Yeah, and then also just like memorizing it and making sure, mm-hmm. like, pronouncing it right and not like just just like if I because usually if I switch between languages too quickly, then like if I go from English, I'm speaking English at my normal pace, and then suddenly switch into Mandarin. If I'm not like prepared for it, 
my Mandarin sounds American. If, mm. I, if I don't, if I'm not careful, because well, the there's so many right. muscles in your mouth that you have to reform and reshape yeah. to say the yeah. words, even in justice, yeah. just pronounce the words correctly. So there's a little bit even just vocal warm up that yeah. you have yeah. to have. Yeah. But like if I'm speaking it normally, or I'm just I, I'm like anticipating the transition, mm-hmm. then it's like okay, it sounds fine. Yeah, you know, to, to have the right accent and stuff. So when did you? When was when did you when were you bitten with the bug? When did you say, "Wow, I could I, I like telling this stories. Was, I like acting. I like I, I want to do this." This was in college. Um, I went to school. Uh, I started actually university in Vancouver. Okay, University of British Columbia. That's a beautiful city. I love that yeah, city. Yeah, it's great. Uh, um, and it was yeah, it, it was you know the first I think two years were fine to stay kind of undeclared, mm-hmm. but. Um, during, man, I think, was it my first year? I think it was the second half of my first year. Or was it the second? No, 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 it was the second year. So I took an elective, a film school, or a film class elective. Because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I've always wanted to kind of do it, but I've just never gotten around to it. I never really, like, gave myself permission. Sure. With, like, a camera or whatever. I had, saw, had some friends that were making some, like, little films in high school and stuff. Yeah. Um, but then finally, I was like, okay, let me let me just do it. Let me just try it. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. This is so fun. This is great. This is like, even every oh, the whole entire process from the aiming the camera and shooting yeah. it and capturing whatever yeah. you're going to capture yeah. to the after process yeah. and putting it up and loading it yeah. up and then cutting it up yeah. and making it into something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a really like I'm I was excited and so empowered when I did the mini Pacquiao episodes because it kind of taught me even with just like a little camcorder footage Mm -hmm. and Apple, you know, editing process just to be able to tell a story with this snippet of film and this snippet of film and put it all together. Mm -hmm. It's like creating a puzzle, but it's like a a puzzle like you've never been able to do before. And it's really kind of an empowering, I mean, I don't know of any other way I want to tell stories anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, um, and, and so you were lucky to be able to see that in, in an elective course in, in yeah. college. Yeah. And so then what, what happened what, what, when you were in Vancouver mm-hmm. in college, mm-hmm. second year, yeah. you take your film school, and then... And then um, I was like, you know what? I, I think I'm ready to do this. I can, I can do, I'll do, I'll, I'll do a film program. Sure. And they were like, we're closing our film program next year. Oh, <laughs> no. Their reasoning was they were going to restructure it. Okay. But... But in the school that you were at, they were going to ha- not have yeah. a film program. For... What ended up happening was, first of all, restructuring it. Like, how long does that actually take? Like, why would it take that long? Yeah, why don't you, can't you do that in the summer? Right. <laughs> and so, like, I start, had started my third year there and was like, ah, I don't know, kind of... Or I had already, like, talked to someone else uh-huh. about a different film school when I went back home to Thailand. And he, like, mentioned that a mutual friend of ours was going to school in Australia. Oh. Oh. So I actually ended up, like, doing the research and applying to it. Um, but then I I had, like, you know, just kind of already had a semester, like, left to go in Vancouver. So I was like, you know, I might as well go back and learn as whatever I can in, like, other classes. Uh-huh. And, like, you know, have, like, a final semester with my friends out there. Sure. And, like, maybe a month or two into that semester, in, I took another film class. The teacher was like... Hey, guess what, guys? We're reopening it next year. We've done. We finished restructuring it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you figure you could do a restructure too, not too fast. Yeah. I mean, anyway, yeah. Yeah, and 
But they, they announced that it was going to reopen the year after. It was going to be a three-year program. Okay. Which meant I would have stayed in school for six years. So I was like, okay, I think I'm fine with moving to Australia. Yeah. And doing a two-year program. Sure, of course. Get, get, get it finished, get it done, and start, yeah, pr- start doing your thing. Yeah. So I ended up um, moving to Australia, as one does. Um, wow. Yeah. How, now, w- there's got to be a little culture shock. I mean, I know they're very similar as mm-hmm. far as... but but. I feel like, I mean, like having, with being born in the States and kind of coming back and forth in the summers and stuff, mm-hmm. um, I feel like kind of knowing the States culturally and also like just kind of, I guess the uh, infrastructure, like just like the roads and stuff, mm-hmm. it's kind of, I found that it's, it's very like Western countries, like European based countries, I feel like have a lot of similarities. Yeah. Um, so like going from like the States to Canada to Australia to me, there were huge, huge differences, right. honestly. Just like the accent, really, in Australia. Yeah, a bit of an accent, like driving on the other side of the road. They, um, they do that, too? Yeah, because Australia and Canada are uh, Commonwealth countries, so they drive on the left side. Uh, I didn't realize that Canada and... Yeah. How did I not notice that all the times I've been to Canada? <laughs> that, well, I've never driven, I guess, so that's yeah, probably yeah, why. Yeah. But, wow, that is... N- yeah. I didn't... Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because actually it was in Australia where I started kind of driving more regularly. Can you can you drive on the other side of the road? It didn't yeah. trip you out? No. The The funniest was one story, though, where I came back to the States for, the, for like, just a break. Uh-huh. And I didn't drive at all over here. Uh-huh. But for some reason, mentally, my brain just picked up on driving on the right side again. So when I went back... I was just sitting there chatting with my friend, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like, it's always funny just talking about the transition and, like, driving on the right side of the road. He's like, yeah, like, right now. And I was like, oh, oh. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the right side of the road. When that's not, Straight up, that yeah. is a scene yeah. in a fish out of water story yeah. in Australia, for yeah. sure. I mean, God, because it's, yeah. I, I know that I would do it out of muscle memory. I would do Luckily, it. Luckily, it was on campus. So, like, there was no one around. It was, like, I'd end, up, end of class. I, cause, well, I mean, especially if there's a lot of cars around, I think you could just go with the flow. You're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But when you're driving by yourself yeah. on a road, man, I'd veer for sure. I know yeah. I would. It was just so weird because I didn't, well, I wasn't driving on the break. So now, did you do weird. films when you were in, like, how many films did you shoot in film school? What, like, what were your... Um, because I never went to film school. I never went to theater okay. school. I never went to any of that. I, I actually, when I got out of school, I just graduated with a political science and uh-huh. writing degree okay. in, 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 in non-fictional writing, mm. like more, more like journalism. legal stuff. Like I was going to be oh, like, legal. yeah, journalism okay. and, and legal shit. Because wow. I was supposed to go to law school and then I oh. took a, an elective right, right, acting right. course. Oh, I was nice. like, oh my God, this yeah. is what I want to do. Right? So... And so I, I, I got out of school as fast as I could, and I started auditioning. Yeah. And oh, wow. Yeah, because I, I there's, a, there's a, a vibrant, even non-equity theater scene in Chicago, so oh, cool. you can kind of, like, get your chops even sure. just, you know, just doing theater and then... Just doing the work, yeah. Yeah. And it's a trip to me because, like, now I'm now trying to catch up with all the... Like you guys who've been in the film school, like how many films did you do when you're how, how many opportunities did you have in film school um, to make like you know tell your story a in, lot, in a, a lot? Um, I mean, if it was just like let's just say just the program in Australia, uh huh, yeah. Um, the the ones we made because you know filmmaking is a collaborative process, of course, of course. At the beginning too, there was like a class where they were just like just go off on your own and make make some stuff. Like, yeah, you don't want to 
force the, um, the, the, the kind of official process down your throat or anything. Sure. So, and that was kind of what I was used to, to begin with as well, doing some of the classes in Australia, Canada, where I would just take the camera by myself and just like ask a friend to like, oh yeah, just walk over there or whatever, do some filming. Yeah. Uh, you know, do that, do that, and I'll just film it and kind of like work the angles around and just see, and then um, just like cut it myself. Um, so we did, we did like a, like, yeah, it's like a few of us starting out. Like the first semester was awesome because I actually learned the, the, the broken down parts. So sure. It's like, here's a screenwriting class. Here's an editing class. Um, here's a, what were the classes? Shoot. A cinematography class. Yeah. Um. So like the basics, you learn the one yeah. ones of it, so that you could yeah. you could have those as a frame of reference for everything yeah. else. It was yeah. Like a, yeah, it was like a pre-production semester where we yeah we kind of broke down the the beginning steps of how to just kind of make something, make right. a film or something. So like technically, I didn't make anything that semester, but like you know, or editing as well. I edited like some. They would just kind of throw clips at us and just be like, here, edit something cohesive, mm-hmm. um, write like a, a short script. Like a one, I think the first one was one, and then the next one was five pages. Mm-hmm. Um, cinematography was like, here's like some like lighting exercises or whatever, or like. No, that was still yeah. That one I made a short, I think, and it was like yeah, here make make something. Mm-hmm. So, so what was your first short? What was the first thing that you did? Well, or, or even like your first thing that you remember as like. Mm-hmm. This, if you like, what's your first official film? Yeah, was yeah. The first that, was, that was one I actually made in Canada. And that was, um, that was one, like, some people that are, like, have watched, like, all my stuff and still go back to that sometimes, like, oh, that was still the best. And I was like, dang, okay. No, it's yeah. true, though. Like, uh, like, I feel like that sometimes, like, like, an artist's album. Yeah, you know, yeah. musical artist album is always like the first one is always kind of the best. Cause yeah, that was the longest time they had to be themselves right and, yeah. and then like this was their their product of that yeah. yeah yeah it's it's funny actually yeah like looking at that and trying to go back to that what i cast so what was that. it about what was your so first it was, film it about it was literally just like some mugger tries it was like uh and these were my friends i was in a kung fu club so mm-hmm. these were my friends i just had it was just like a mugger tries to mug a um a woman that happens to know Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you know, coming out of the shadows and then she just like rips him apart, kicks his ass mm-hmm. and then mugs him back. Like just like, he, it was like a little button where like he's knocked out. She just like takes his wallet and leaves. Sure. Uh, but yeah, it's like a couple minutes, a few minutes long. But it's just a quick short story on this just woman. Like yeah. Scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's, but I'm pretty sure. And this is kind of leading into going back into Batfish and like, how you chose certain close-ups. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's more the director, but I'm wondering if that in the writing process and in the storytelling the process, like you say, close-up on mm-hmm. this or close-up on that to accentuate your, your part of the story. Because mm-hmm. I found a lot of moments when I was watching that and I'm wondering, you, like you described the simple situation in your first film, but I'm guessing with the way that you angled the camera and did mm-hmm. certain things... Even in that first film, mm-hmm. you told more of the story and more of the subtext. I I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm reaching, but it because because in in Batfish it seemed like like a lot of the close-ups uh-huh. to the eyes mm-hmm. to you know to certain aspects of, during a fight it, mm-hmm. it, it it accentuated the story more. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm wondering if that was part of your original storytelling or if that was in the collaborative process with the director. No, that was actually definitely the director's idea. Okay, so, yeah, okay. Just have like some of the extreme close-ups on yeah. the eyes and the mouth and stuff. Yeah, because um, it really worked. Mm, it really worked. Cool, cool. Yeah. I mean, because and, and the, the coolest, I mean, it's always cool for me. And I say this all the time on the podcast. I repeat it over and over and over again. But whenever you see an Asian American lead and or leads Mm -hmm. and it doesn't even really you don't even have to acknowledge the Asian-ness right right yeah yeah yeah. I love that like the first part about you know like oh all these characters except for the white vampire Mm -hmm. who was really she was she was really annoying at first because I would (laughs) have look I'm going to tell you I don't want to spoil anything about the movie but the way that she tries to continue on when she comes into the scene I'm just like I don't know if I would uh, want to continue a social networking. By the way, man, I wanted to talk to you about this because I am a man of the 90s. Uh-huh. I'm an old guy. You know, <laughs> I've never been able to experience the, mm-hmm. you know, the Twitter or not the, t- the Tinder yeah. and, the, and the dating swipe apps, culture. the swipe culture. Yeah. So because you had that's very prevalent in your in your script. It, but it's, it's a perfect like what would be more perfect than that? Then you know a, a vampire swiping. What is it? Right? You swipe right yeah. if you like somebody, or swipe left if you. Yeah. I have it in my bed. I know. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, 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 I'm very intrigued mm-hmm. by this culture because back in you know when I was a kid, right. you're lucky if you had a beeper, right? And <laughs> you know, and then if a girl beeped you one, what was it? One four three. Ooh! She loved you. Oh, that was, and, 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 you know, and your friends would always, you know, page you boobies. <laughs> like I mean, that was like a calculator. In yeah. Zero, yeah. Like right? a calculator. <laughs> boobies. It's, that's, that was what we had. Nice. And now you guys literally have the app right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Girls, guys, whatever you prefer. And it's right, left, right, left. And then like, I've seen like you were saying, like the character in, in your movie, mm. you basically, you right swipe everybody and then whoever you have matches with, you're like, cool. Yeah. And, and it's, it is a trip to me. Uh-huh. It is just a trip to me because I'm going to be honest. If I had a dating app, I would probably be kind of like a vampire. <laughs> it would be bad. Right. Because, I mean, we had to get a girl's number and then like they would, you know, you'd have, have to, to call the, the phone. Yeah, you'd have, they'd have to pick up the phone first. But if they didn't pick up the phone, you, you had the risk of like their dad picking up the phone, or their brother, or somebody like somebody else picking up the phone, and then you got to talk to them first. I mean, they, you, you guys didn't have this. You guys don't have to worry about this. Like, it, it would be a weird surprise if like you were calling a girl and you were trying to get a date and the a guy right, picked like up the phone. That'd be person, weird. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be weird. Right. But for us, you'd be like, man, I hope his dad. Right. Her dad don't pick up the phone because right. you could have that happen. Yeah. You're like hi, uh, and you forget her last name, right. and then you're like hi, Mister something. Can I speak to your dog? And that's bad. It's right. bad. You had you had you'd be on your shit. Right. You didn't have just the right swipe. It was easy. Right. Yeah. That's why, man. If you were a vampire and you had social networking, yeah. I, I feel like you'd just be like you said. The the, the subject line of your film is. It's a vampire buffet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So what gave you the idea to incorporate vampires into social networking? I feel like I I like I love sci-fi fantasy stuff. I can tell just from the way just from even the writing of it, it like you because I keep saying it, but you built this world uh-huh. and I can tell from the way that you're in the writing and in the dialogue that you have a love for the genre mm-hmm. because you, I think you understand that in the genre, unless you build that world that these characters can live in, that is believable, right? right? Or even just, you can conceive of it. You don't even have to explain the whole thing, but you right. can conceive of what this whole thing alludes to. Mm-hmm. You have something and I, and, and again, that's, that's really cool. So you, you, you were into like, what was the thing that most inspired you to, to, to write this? Um, man, I don't know. It's like, for me, it's just always like, how can we add something supernatural or sci-fi to anything? Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And so like, I had this, like an like an idea back in the day about vampires as well. And then, and yeah, and using a dating app. Um, and how like, what's it called? The... I don't know, just having gone through dating app experiences and sure. being like, how could this be more interesting to me? And because I feel like, you know, sometimes people do do these like sketches or whatever about dating apps. Right. And, oh, dating in LA sucks or whatever. And it's just like, well, what if there's a vampire? Like just a little extra like well, nudge it, in a different direction. It's always like I remember taking writing classes in Chicago and in script writing courses because again, I just kind of like, just kind of backdated everything mm-hmm. and tried to do everything after I started working. But I, I remember talking about how it, it's when the shit hits the fan mm-hmm. that's most interesting, right? Mm-hmm. The story that's most interesting. So, I mean, I see a lot of short films where it's kind of just like the stakes aren't really high enough. Right, right. But I mean, imagine if you're sitting in a coffee shop mm-hmm. and you're waiting for this, you know social network dating app lady to show up and she shows up and she's like, let's hook up. And you're like, whoa, that's already crazy. Right. And, then, and then she turns out to be a vampire yeah. and you got to turn up. And it, like, like I said, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a really well done piece of work. And again, it, the, the, the sci-fi aspects of it, the, the, like I immediately thought of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, mm. but in a way where, there could be a new mythology to it. Mm-hmm. Like maybe there's like some Kung Fu aspects or some Asian aspects to right, it. Or, right. because, I mean, just because this, this, the, the, the female character, which again, I, this central female strong character and, and, and she's knowledgeable in some parts and mm-hmm. not knowledgeable in other parts. And I'm want, I want to know more about what she knows. Right. But I also want to know more about what she doesn't know. And the, inter- the, the chemistry between the two of you was really nice. And, and I feel like that story could continue. So I'm hoping for Batfish 2 mm-hmm. or, you know, Batfish the, the series. series. Yeah, that would be nice. And because, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's, Ab- that's the ultimate goal. Is that the ultimate goal? Yeah. Is, 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 is taking it to continue the story? or? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, kind of. I mean, yeah, the whole reason why I wrote this as well, not just because I wanted to be creative, but also having done, I mentioned a short that I did like a few years ago and kind of just trying to give something legs as well, Mm -hmm. because I feel like approaching it as a business rather than just the art, 
Um, because, yeah, I kind of approached it as an art a few years back, and then I finished my film and then just put it on YouTube, and then it was like, that's it. You know, it just didn't really go anywhere. Got, like, a few views, and that's kind of it. Um, and I just was like, just trying to, you know, feel out how it all kind of worked. Sure, of course, in, yeah. In Hollywood. But it's like, yeah, like, like, what is the point of making something if people aren't going to be able to see it? You know, like if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? Right. Right. Like, yeah. sure, it might have fallen beautifully and yeah. like made, you know, like all these crackling noises yeah, and everything, exactly. and the squirrels were scurrying. And yeah. It, and, but if nobody saw it, exactly, it's 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 tough. Yeah. Like even it's even like that that same thing when I moved from Chicago to here. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't that I didn't love everything about Chicago and and all the things that I was able to learn there and all the theater stuff that I learned and all the improv and everything. Mm-hmm. But it was just one of those, you know, you want to try. Yeah. You want to try your hand at the bigger story, at, the, yeah. at, at reaching for being a part of that, mm-hmm. that, that, that mainstream storytelling yeah. that Hollywood kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the beautiful thing for me especially, and I, and I think you could maybe speak to this as well because you've been traveling all around, is that in Los Angeles they have this... I mean, you've been to the FIO... Pool parties. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, the, I mean, it's like there's this Asian-American creative community mm-hmm. that is very nurturing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, the the social networking helps. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and obviously incorporating social networking into your storytelling is a mm-hmm. gr- really smart thing. But, yeah. but, but it's also... It's really become a community here. You know, again, it's why I have this podcast. It's why I want to showcase really cool storytellers like you. Because the the title of the app, the podcast, and I do have comics on. Of course, I'm a comic. But it's crazy funny Asians because some of these stories are so funny because you've never heard them before. Right, right. And and the the, the rarity of it makes it so much funnier. Mm. And and. Like I said, I don't know. I don't meet many dudes, even in LA, that are making, you know, Asian American centric vampire movies <laughs> with legs. Seriously, and the storytelling and 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 the way that you write, I'm intrigued, man. And and, and I want like I want to give you my script. I want to show you stuff because because as we grow as a community, like when you see like all these big talk about it all the time now it's become a term on the on the podcast this asian american renaissance we seem mm-hmm. to be kind of experiencing right, right. i looked at batfish this morning and i was like here's another part of it uh-huh. you know whether it be a smaller part of it or it's just like the seed that grows into this mm-hmm. this big thing like tell me more about like the actual from script to green light to casting the whole process like mm-hmm. How you got your story that you wrote to how it eventually right. became the movie that it yeah. is. So I had, um, it started out pretty much, yeah, I, was, I wanted to write something for myself as an actor. Um, but also something I wanted to just be really fun and make as well. Sure. But it was, yeah, I was just like, kind of came up with an idea and started throwing some stuff together. And then I was at this like kind of 
like weekly like table read thing that I do with a friend and he was like do you have anything you're working on we, we're looking just for another piece to put up and I was mm-hmm. like oh this is so rough he's like screw it just put it up just put it up yeah just put it up I was like alright sure 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 and yeah like um I just you know we printed out a few copies and just kind of uh, cast our friends that were there just on the spot and then even just people reading through it really quickly like that people were laughing and enjoying it. You knew you had something. Yeah, so I was like, oh shit, this is, wow, cool. Um, this is cool. And so then I kind of used the Breakthrough Reading Series, uh, reading series I go to every month as like another kind of stepping point. It's just kind of grow and develop the script. Mm-hmm. And then getting some notes from my friend that runs it to just kind of get it to a place where I feel, and other, you know, other writer friends, of course, as well. Getting to a place where like it was able, I submitted a second time that it got in and it was put up on its feet and yeah people were laughing at it in in the at the event as well so yeah I was like okay like I feel like this has got a lot of potential behind it for sure for sure and so it just so happened the guy who ran the kind of weekly reading series um, he knew someone that he went to college with who just recently rapped on a um, a sci-fi feature film mm. and he was like yo you two talk and I was like okay sure um, I don't know what to talk about so what's this guy's name uh, Kirk Kanazawa bro yeah, god bless up, Kirk big up shoot Kirk. Yeah, yeah man oh my goodness he kind of helped get this ball rolling and so he introduced me to the, who is now my producer on this short uh, Camille uh-huh. Camille Balsamo and she yeah so she just recently uh, produced a feature and acted in it as well and I just wanted to kind of just be like just pick her brain and just be like, what do we, what do we, what do we, how do I do this? Like, what can mm-hmm. I, where can I go with this? Sure. But then like, yeah, by the end of the meeting, it was just like, you know what? Let's, let's make this. We can make this. And I was <laughs> like, okay, yeah, let's, okay, let's do that. That's awesome. Because yeah. I mean, very seldom do you on a first meet, meeting yeah. get a green light. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, because, um, and it just so happens that like, she is the daughter of Alec Gillis, who worked with, you know, James Cameron on, like, special and practical effects over the years and helped create Studio ADI. See, that's that's the thing, like, people wonder why people stay in Los Angeles, oh, it's so expensive, or you move this, remove that. That's why. Yeah. Because the community of people here, yeah. the, the branches that, yeah. you know, and roots of people and all these, yeah. it's connected to so many incredible yeah. storytellers and yeah. people in the industry that yeah. you can get a story made like yeah. yours, man. It's incredible. So so tell me more, like what happened with the like the casting process? Did you know the, the women that were in the movie that were in it or... Was it all part of the casting process? No, yeah, it was. Um, this was like the first film we've ever had, like a proper casting that I've ever done. Nice, casting. yeah. So that was really cool. Um, who who cast the movie? Uh, it's uh, Jennifer Treadwell and Monica Kelly. So you had you had a casting agency actually casting, yeah, casting your film. Yeah, That's casting office that um, official. The producer and director had worked with previously. Okay, and so they reached out to them, and um, yeah, just had them do the casting process. And so I was not able to make the session. Mm-hmm. Um, the producing director and the casting director were there, and I wasn't able to make it. But they sent me the like the top six picks of sure. each role. Sure, sure. Um, so, but so it was really cool as an actor too to kind of see that process. Bro, that that's, it, that that's part of the reason why I tell you I, I want you to tell the story because as an actor we never really get to 
see that process. Yeah. But as a writer, you were you were able to. Yeah. As yeah. So like as like a writer, you know, executive producer, just like kind of like a decision maker and making those decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was able to kind of see like it's not about the acting hundred percent. No, the acting is helpful for sure of course but um there was definitely people in the mix that were like wow they're good but they're just not the role and 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 the the thing is is like the acting is almost has to be a given Mm. right yeah like you have to be a great actor yeah i mean i'm just that's not i i don't mean to say it like in in a a snobby way but right in LA, mm-hmm. when you're in the audition room, mm-hmm. you have to be exactly what they're looking for. Yeah. It's not about your acting anymore. Yeah. You're, you know, and how well you felt. It's yeah. about how you fit in the overall arching story of the thing. Yeah, and even there's people where it's just like, oh, okay, you know, they like they didn't quite have enough time as they could have, or whatever, where they like maybe like did like made a mistake or two, or like sure. And it's like, yeah, whatever. Like it's obvious that that's fine. It's like we're not looking for that. It's like. We were looking People stress over a lot of different things yeah. in the audition process, yeah. and when you can again get that different perspective to yeah. be able to look at it from the other side, yeah. it is a big, it's an eye-opening thing for an actor in the process because yeah. you realize that it's not you do is whatever you feel is right with yeah. whatever you have as far as the material goes, mm-hmm. and if you felt good about what you did and what you prepared, yeah. that's it. Yeah. And that even goes for when you're on the set, whenever, whatever yeah. it is. When it, once you're there, you do your thing, mm-hmm. and that's it. Because yeah. the more people, when people stress about that stuff, it's it, it messes them up. But like, yeah, they get in their heads, and, and you never have a good audition. Yeah, because you get that stuff in your head that you they're looking for this or they're looking for that or they're, they're not looking for anything. They're looking for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, like is the essence of this person does it match with the character? Right. And, and not yeah. all, and not every time you're not going to get every character because not yeah. everybody can play every character. Just yeah. how it goes. Yeah. No matter how good you are. Yeah. There was definitely yeah. There was definitely one choice who was like I was like wow like she was is so good she made all the right choices and as a writer and as the originator of the story you have a very unique perspective yeah. on how, what this person yeah. looks like what this person sounds like. Yeah. But, and exactly on that, we didn't end up going with her because she didn't look and sound like what we were looking for. See? No. There you go. Yeah. But she was, she like made so many great choices and like just understood like the role I was doing. I was like, oh wow, like this is awesome. Yeah. But we didn't end up going with her. No. And, 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 uh, you know, I've been in the room at the audition where the director will say that, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Right. That you, you nailed it perfectly. Yeah. But did I get cast in it? No. Nope. Right. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. Because, you know, you can nail a scene. Mm-hmm. Nail it. Mm-hmm. And you know you nailed it. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. But there's but some other Like factor. you said. Yeah. Just some other factor. Too tall, too short, too big, too small. Like you don't look you don't look right with the actor that's already in the movie. Yeah. Right? It doesn't you're too, you're taller than the dude and it looks weird. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, you you never really know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the casting director could tell you exactly, but yeah. why? Yeah. It'd just make you crazy. Right. Seriously. Because yeah. you're never going to be able to check all the boxes for yeah. every single thing. Exactly. And that's part, that's a really unique perspective you were able to get. And that's why I, again, I have so much respect for you because you have, you, you took a chance to tell your own story 
get it produced, get it, get a director, get in casting. And now you, it gives you so much more, not even just as an, as a writer, but as an artist, mm-hmm. you, you have so, you have so you you were able to get so many different perspectives from that executive producer position yeah, yeah. that you were all that you were also able to star in. It, yeah. That's, it's a pretty incredible experience and an empowering experience, I would think. Yeah. 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 And it was, it felt great too, having people like liking the script and wanting mm-hmm. to work on it. That was sure. an amazing feeling. Um, so tell me about the first day on the set. First day, um, so the location we got was, I cannot remember the name. It was a Mexican restaurant that I think is a part of a franchise. Okay. But I think that specific franchise had basically had their final day of business the day before. Okay. So we got this location, like, it was completely, like, at our disposal. Like, oh. we did, yeah, it was just a... Like, effort. all this happenstance luck that just yeah. fell into place exactly. for this project. That's kind of how it almost, yeah. especially with independent projects, kind of how it has to work. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and especially with, like, there were some things I had to, like, turn down or conflicted with the shoot day. You were telling me about that. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you had two weeks set aside for your filming. No, and, we had three days. Oh, three, you had, we had three days set yeah. for your filming for Batfish. Yes. And then... There was a project that <laughs> I basically was pinned for, and they were like, just set two weeks aside, and, and I was like, oh, okay, three of those days in those two weeks... Our bathrooms. Okay, that's fine. That's statistically, you know. Yeah. Anyway. What are the chances? And so they wanted me for three shoot days, and then it's so the, when they came back, got back to me, it was like three of two of those three shoot days were also batfish days. <laughs> it's like never fails. Yeah, never fails. We tried to kind of work it out. It was like shooting during the day, and then we could I could do batfish at night. And I was like, can I do this? I don't know. Do I have the endurance? You know, I just gotta I just, let me just try. Hey, man, figure it yeah. out, make this money, do it, yeah. do your thing. But it also ended up being like they were shooting in Long Beach and we were shooting up in Chatsworth. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So that would be like physically impossible. It would, yeah. And it was like a 4 p.m.-ish wrap and then a start for Bad Fish. So like the, with the traffic as well. Yeah. It, no, just wouldn't, that, just, it wouldn't work. Yeah. It just yeah. wouldn't work. So, yeah, I ended up turning down the other project. Um, and, also, and this was like paid network. Yeah. yeah. Good money, like a union gig. Yeah. And you just yeah. you were like, nah. Yeah. I want to tell my story. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, it wasn't a hard decision for me, honestly, because I knew like this is this just makes more so much sense for my career, but it also makes more sense for me creatively. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so yeah, we I turned that down, turned down a couple auditions that happened to have shoot dates right around then, um, and then yeah, we were off to the races. You know, once we once the days came, and yeah, we had three shoot days, and we. The producer felt, and I agree with her, that we could we could spread them out over the three days rather mm-hmm. than trying to four, cram them into two, mm-hmm. because um, that way, yeah, we didn't have to just break our backs over this. You know? Yeah, yeah. And and you know, there's no stress. There's a, there's that that like overarching stress of we have to get all this in in a certain amount of time. Exactly. If you if you're able to like spread it out a little bit, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, it it just was such it was such like a good, lovely set. It was and because of that kind of ease of like. We're not rushing or trying to cram things in. That everyone, everyone was just having a great time. Um, yeah, the first night, you know, we shot for a few hours in that uh, that restaurant set, and then we packed everything up, moved to this the next location. But all we did was just like 
check it out. Mm -hmm. And we were just like, okay, this is the location. Like, this is where we'll be shooting. Let's kind of figure out some, maybe some light blocking or whatever. But it's just like, it was just like a pre-planning night. Where sure. Like, we, everyone got lunch um, at, what was it, like 11 p.m. or something? Because, yeah, this is, we just call it lunch because we just <laughs> hey, started hey, at like yeah. 5. Um, and it was just like, cool, we're done. And then, yeah, so this is, this is where we're going to film and uh, get familiar. And cool, everyone can go home now. Yeah. <laughs> and we came back the next night, did the, most of the action stuff the second night. And then, yeah, finished that at a pretty decent time. And then the third night was, um, yeah, mostly dialogue. Uh huh. But um, so a lot of the first part of the movie were the the inner intros and the like the, no, the table no. stuff or, or, or we, we shot pretty chronologically. Oh, okay, you did. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, it just oh, so a lot of the dialogue at the, towards the end that kind yeah. of sets it up. Okay. Yeah. Just I don't know what you're talking. I'm not. I see. I'm good. There'd be no spoilers. Y'all didn't. Even, yeah. You know that there's vampires involved, and you know there's a date. But yeah, other than that, you really don't know much. It's yeah. a dating app and the vampires, and that that's all implied in the title of the video. But y'all don't know much else, because I'm good with spoilers, Marvel, just so you know. <laughs> so, Simu, if you want to come on and talk about, or not talk about Shang-Chi, just know. <laughs> Use this, this film podcast of Batfish as reference to know that I'm good discussing a film with its creator and star without any yeah, spoilers. Cool. None. But please, but please watch the film. But please watch the film because you shouldn't... Because, again, that's part of why I don't include any spoilers is because we want you to watch Batfish because it's a really... Like, you, like I said, and ladies, all you um, Asian-American ladies out there, just so you know, I mean, you probably want to... You want to have this on a live feed, like a camera thing, because Mr. James Tang is a handsome man. <laughs> and y'all should watch Batfish, because he's going to be this Asian-American vampire killer soon. And you're going to go back to this podcast and be like, oh, wait, James Tang, the, the vampire killer, he's, that was, that was Eric's podcast that he was on? <laughs> and, and, here, and, and, and straight up, you're going to be like, James Tang, vampire killer 12, you know, in 20, 2027, after you guys go see that and stand in line, you can remember this podcast back in 2019. Heard it here first. And you heard it here first. <laughs> I hope you get a better title than that. Like, I don't want you to title it James I mean, Tang Vampire be, Killer. That 12. Is well, 12, bro. I'm franchise. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we're building franchises here. We're building. It's the JTU, James yeah. Tang Universe. <laughs> That would be something. That would you be like something. that? That would be something. Yeah. yeah, no, because I mean, you you like the sci-fi, and and you got you got vampires. You can incorporate some aliens. Yeah. You know, do some other stuff. Because I I am I'm all for it. That's part of the reason why I I wanted you on this podcast is because. Well, first number one, because, it's very seldom that you get to watch a vampire movie, mm-hmm. with two Asian American leads. Mm-hmm. And you're not beat over the head with them like doing kung fu or some other you know Asiany stuff, right. right? You were just that was just your. I, I actually made it a point to write my role to not have any martial arts in it. Yeah, no, it's great. It's no, it's great. It's perfect because you're an everyman. Yeah. You're the all American everyman in this in this film, yeah. and 
the more times that we are that all-American everyman, the guy who happens to be in this crazy circumstance yeah. and finds himself, you know, in the, in, and discovers this whole new sub-world mm-hmm. that we haven't, we never noticed before. Right. No, it's it's a very cool thing because we don't normally get to play that role. Mm. Yeah. We, we don't normally get to be that guy in the main yeah. spot. And, it, and if we are, it's... You know, and sometimes it's hit over our head that we're sure. whatever. Yeah. But in this, again, it you just it happens to be an Asian guy yeah. on on a dating app, yeah. and and in fact, the the lady that you're meeting up with is a Caucasian lady, right? Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Again, no spoilers. <laughs> it's in the screen cap of the YouTube video. You realize it's a vampire movie. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. I wanted to write that role, yeah, like just as the everyman, um, no mention of the Asian heritage, and yeah, I mean, yeah, having gone to international school growing up, it's like, I my life was diversity. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously there's only two other roles in this film, so I don't get it. I literally cannot put every person of color. I was I was just gonna ask you why you didn't have no Filipinos in there. <laughs> No, I already yeah. told you. Look, Sorry. listen. I'm already. I already told you. Legs. This. Once you guys watch this, you're gonna. You're gonna. There's gonna be a lot of questions that you ask. You'll be like, "Ooh, why does this? Th- Ooh," and you're gonna want to know the answers. And that's what I mean when I say legs, because this story has a lot of open-ended questions at the end of it, and it opens up a whole new world to which we want to be a part of. And I specifically want to be a part of this world, and I just want to get eaten by a vampire in just one episode. <laughs> like eaten, I could like I could like to ex- maybe explode in like a blood explosion or some shit. I, like I like some kind of really cool dramatic vampire death that I yeah that I could maybe turn into a comedic death would be great. Yeah. I'm just. I'm pitching it to you right now because I already know. I already know, James. I just need a just, 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 you know, like maybe a Aswang. You know, you got like. Have you ever heard of the Filipino vampires? No. The Aswang. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. Just so you know, you may want to incorporate it later on yeah, in future episodes yeah. of Batfish. Mm-hmm. Like if he's dating Filipino and then she ends up being a Aswang. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're gonna close on this story of Aswangs. <laughs> Phil- little Filipino folklore. Filipino vampires, okay, are called Aswang. And the Aswang, they only go out at night like other vampires, but they only go out with just half their body. Okay. And the other half of the body is left at the place where they rest. Okay. Right? And the only way that you can kill an Aswang is if you burn the bottom half half so that they can't return when the sun rises. Okay. Right. Do they float? They fly. They can oh. fly. This, so they have wings, and it's a half of a body, and then it's a vampire with half a body. It's a scary, when you yeah. try to picture it, it's a scary ass. And then the Pretty tongue tough. goes around and goes tough. down your tongue, it goes down your mouth or goes in your neck or some shit and takes your blood out. Right. It's a scary ass. Right. I mean, they, you know, when you're hanging out in, in a place in the Philippines, they, they think it's scary shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So this is scary. Yeah. So I'm just saying. I'm pitching you this, you know, right. bat-fished colon. Aswan. Aswang episode. That could be, yeah, hell yeah. I'm just saying we could get Reggie Lee. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. We could get me. Yeah. Look at I'm gonna like I could be a Aswang. Yeah. Or I could get eaten by Aswang. 
Yeah. There's a lot of things we could. There's a lot of things mm-hmm. we could do with our swans and That's and batfish. Right. I mean, we could. You know, because Filipinos are very social networky too. Mm-hmm. Why not an Aswan yeah. on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Batfish too. Filipino boogaloo. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I could be like the, the, the third part of your team as the comic relief. I could be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, look guys, I'm going to say some smart alecky things every time we blow up a vampire. What do you think? <laughs> See, I'm gonna use the rest, of the whole rest of this podcast, just to pitch James. I, because I, look, I, that's the only reason I brought James here is to pitch him all these vampire ideas. Nice, that's a well played. I'm just kidding, <laughs> brother. Thank you so much for being on my show, and also, seriously, guys, Batfish, look it up. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. Share it on your pages. Share it on in your groups of Asian American actors and Asian American performers. Share it everywhere because that's how we, we, that's how we do it, right? And don't underestimate the power of the share button. Don't underestimate hitting that like, double tapping it on Instagram. Support Asian American actors. Support Asian American art because that's how we do it. Those numbers make people think that they can make money off us. So then they can give us money to tell our stories. You see how it goes? That's how it goes. So share this podcast. Why don't you? Or you can even click, because I have, if you click, there's a Patreon page for Crazy Funny Asians. It's called Miscellaneous Brown's Comedy Invasion. You could do that too, if you want, if you're so inclined and have a little disposable money in this crazy time we are living in. Yeah. It's up to you. Anyhow, this was James Tang. I am Miscellaneous Brown, a.k.a. Eric Esteban, and this has been Crazy Funny Asians. See you all, or hear you all, or speak to you all next Friday. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, wait, before we go, James, tell them where they can find you. And tell them where they can find Batfish Official, like all the like official stuff. Yeah. I mean, Batfish right now, it's, uh, it's just on the Studio ADI YouTube channel. So okay. If you just look up Batfished, I think this is literally like the only thing. That's batfished. He owns it. <laughs> he owns the hashtag batfished. Past tense. Because you've been batfished. Yeah. Batfished. Um, Get it. I'm. Watch it. I'm on pretty much all social media at James the Tang. At James the Tang. Batfished. Crazy funny Asians. Share this story and watch Batfish. And we'll see you next week. Oh, yeah. Peace. Take care.